Hello, creators. Save the date for our 2024 Creator Circle Retreat happening September 23rd through 26th in Vancouver, Washington, United States. Registration is open and the early bird deadline is March 15th. The 2024 Creator Circle Retreat will be four days of restoration and rejuvenation for yourself and your business. And you can find all of the details at wellnesscentercreators.com slash retreats, where you can also click to apply. As always, feel free to email with questions anytime at kendall at wellnesscentercreators.com. And lastly, it's important to note that the retreat is limited to 20 people and everyone from last year is getting ready to register again. So jump on it. As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, Anna and I are finishing our conversation. So let's jump into part two. So Kendall, looking back, it is the beginning of the year here. Looking back over the last year, what are the highlights as your business ownership continues? Yeah. Well, if we think about wellness center creators, you know, the retreat that we put on, it was an in-person retreat last September and it was the highlight for the year. Um, It was the first time that we have hosted an in-person coaching event and wellness center creators has been a virtual coaching business and we've done coaching groups and I'm guessing a highlight for you was your spring coaching group as well, because it's community, right? It's bringing Mm -hmm. people together and learning together. And so, I mean, that was, that was the highlight for the year for wellness center creators. I think for the clinic, there's lots of, there's small moments and big moments, right? We had growth on our team. We opened our spa location a year ago in November. 2022. So that journey of kind of growing another location and building a team. And one of the highlights for me this past year has actually been the kind of puzzle and finesse of having the two locations collaborate with each other in a really seamless Like, how do we make that seamless for clients? Because the point for us was not to create a second location and replicate what we were doing. Our second location is just a couple streets away from our first location. And so the point was that we're actually doing different things at those physical spaces and that our patients can go seamlessly between them and still receive collaborative care from from the whole team. So that's kind of been the the focus of the year and figuring out how to like the layers that that 
mm. takes on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would you say your biggest learning from opening that second location has been? Oh gosh, that's a, <laughs> that's an episode in itself. Yeah, I never thought I would do a second location. Originally, it wasn't in the vision. I think the actually the biggest learning because I expected the second location to be that staffing was going to be the hardest thing. And anyone that would say, oh my gosh, this is such a good idea. It's a spa inside of a high-end hotel. What Mm -hmm. could go wrong, right? And and then I would say to them, the hardest part is going to be staffing because you're starting something new and we have to find the right people and we need them to stay long enough to build up the clients and build up the trust and the whole thing. Mm. And I've been doing it long enough for the, you know, with the clinic that I knew like this is that part's going to be challenging. We're we're offering new services. It's new people. It's going to be challenging. So that part I expected. What I didn't expect was the impact that opening the second location would have on our current team, original team and Mm. our current location, our first location. And hindsight's 2020. Now I see all the steps and realize, of course, that was going to happen. But at the was time, there jealousy. What was it, Kendall? Um, man. So we had just a really close knit team of people. Mm. That's we had people who started as renters, and we had people on our team since almost the beginning or six months in that that had really helped shape our clinic right the path of our clinic and they had switched over to be employees at some point along the way a lot of close close relationships and a lot of what happened in the expansion was that people's roles in the company changed Mm. and where we really missed the mark was some, we did some of the changes without enough transition. Mm. And there's a difference between transition and change. Yes. And what's the book called managing transitions, I think. And Mm -hmm. I read it after we opened. (laughs) (laughs) Better late than never, as they say. (laughs) It was like, we were like, oh yeah. And yeah, so there was, we, we missed the mark. There was definitely some, there were some heightened emotions from Mm -hmm. people that weren't totally expected. Uh, Feelings got hurt and it was, it was a lot. I knew as an owner that I was going to get pulled back into the day-to-day in a way that I hadn't been in a long time in opening second location. But of course, that was even more than I expected. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going now? So we're over a year in and it's going really well. Just like anything, took a minute to find the right people to be on that team at that location but we're in a really good place right now with our team and the community has been really welcoming and supportive of us where that location is. And 
And honestly, the thing I'm most proud of, again, because I'll be down there and watch people come out of the treatment rooms. And it makes me so proud. And people Mm -hmm. really, they are so appreciative of the way that our team cares for them. And I could brag about my providers all day, and I often do. But the difference, you know, it's an integrative spa. To us, it's healthcare. We called it a spa because it's inside of a hotel and it makes sense for marketing. And we do, you know, services that you might find at a spa. But we are a healthcare team and we're a holistic healthcare team. And so when you go to see our esthetician, she is going to talk to you for a while and ask you a bunch of questions about your health history and give you an experience that you are not expecting when you go to get a facial. Mm. Same with a massage. Same with when you sit down to get your IV or you go in the sauna, right? So what I'm proudest of in expanding our business and opening a second location is that the integrity of the way that we work as a collaborative team is still intact. Mm. And it's taken a lot of work. It takes a lot of training, you know, as new people come to the team and modeling and showing the value of going the extra mile and really caring about each part of the person and their health. But we're, we're doing it. And I'm proud of that. You should be. I have to say one of the highlights when we did the retreat back uh, in September of 23 was I had the opportunity to have a massage in at the spa and it is a beautiful, beautiful space and one of the best massages I think I've ever had. So well done you and well done to your practitioners too, because really the quality of service that you're managing to attain is pretty unbelievable. Hey, this is Shelby from the Jane team. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software designed to save you time with features like user-friendly online booking, efficient documentation, and an integrated payment solution. Here at Jane, we know your treatment time is valuable and you'd much rather be helping your patients and clients than filling out paperwork or chasing payment information. Jane's online intake forms help you maximize your treatment time by collecting all of the right information before your patient even walks through the door. Whether you need to collect a credit card on file, insurance billing details, or sign consent, you can customize your forms to fit your practice needs. And Jane is HIPAA compliant, so you can feel confident knowing that your patient's data is stored securely. With patient details saved directly to their profile and questionnaires to their chart, you can say goodbye to your bulky filing cabinet for good. Learn more by heading to jane.app forward slash guide. So what are your goals for 2024, Miss Kendall? Hmm. Yeah. So let's break it down. Would you like to hear about, (laughs) (laughs) would (laughs) here comes my coach coaching side. Would you like to hear about my personal goals? Would you like to hear about the clinic's goals, wellness center creators? What would you like to Why don't you tell us about the, some of the big highlight goals you've got and you can go across the board. Okay. One of my personal intentions going forward into the new year is to get back to my 
practice of meditation daily. Mm. And this is something, meditation's been a big part of my life. I went to a Buddhist university for graduate school, and it's it's been a really important part of my life. And with having young children and the way that the mornings go, you know, that shifted for me and it's gone in and out of different phases. And, but the reality is that that's just an excuse, right? There's no reason why I can't do five minutes of meditation. doesn't matter how many kids I have. I can choose to do that. So I've been working on that. And do you have an app or do you, how do you do oh, it? No. Do you just, um, I just, I just meditate. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we, so in graduate school, um, the entire program, the program is called Naropa University. It was started by Buddhist monks. It's in Boulder, Colorado. And um, so the, all of the education is based in contemplative practices and you learn a lot about meditation and different forms and how to, you know, what feels in alignment for you. So I typically, I like sitting meditation and uh, movement meditation. I have been a dancer and a mover for a long time. So I'll typically do a combination of that, sometimes use music, sometimes silence. And one thing that I am so grateful for about our my office at our clinic is that um, it's quiet and serene and it's an environment that is conducive to that. So meditation is actually foundational to the way that I set goals and intentions for myself or our team or uh, the business because it brings clarity. So that's that's step one for me. <laughs> so working on that. And then with uh, the clinic, I mean, we in September, we every year we do a yearly planning meeting and it's with the whole staff and it's all day. It's eight hours. And that is when we set out the goals for the next year, calendar year. So this past September, we did that and we set goals for 2024 as a company. And then we also, every quarter, our leadership team and team leads, we present what we call state of the studio. And it's like a state of the state type of presentation. And we do it quarterly and we reflect back on the previous quarter and we say, okay, how did these, how do we do with these goals from the past quarter? And what are our goals for the next quarter? So as our team has gotten bigger, we have ramped up the frequency of goal setting and making that more specific. So there's lots of goals floating around. I think for the for myself as the owner and clinical director, what I would like to see in the next year is what's most important to me is the experience of our team, the experience of our patients and the experience and impact for our community. Mm. So one kind of tangible thing, we're very passionate about working with the first responder population. So we have some things in the works at the clinic this year where we will be able to do that in deeper ways. Um, So that's very exciting to me. And my goal every year is to you know, have the most balance possible within the team and the different Mm -hmm. modalities. 
modalities. So it doesn't always mean, okay, we're going to have five therapists and five massage therapists and five doctors. And, you know, that's not what that means. It means how, how are the modalities working together? Are they feeling balanced? Do we need, you know, more or different providers in this modality? Do we need, you know, so that's always what I'm working on. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like when you were talking about the goals, who holds all these goals to account, Mm -hmm. Kendall? Is it you solely or do the team leads have their specific goals and then you hold the big picture? How does that all work? Right. So I hold the big picture. The team leads have their goals for their departments that, you know, they're holding the accountability for and I'm supporting them to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. So, for example, the massage team, they might create a goal of, okay, increasing number of patients. Let's say, for example, there's currently 40 patients being seen a week and between two massage therapists, and they want to increase that to 50 or 60, right? Mm -hmm. That's a tangible goal. And then we say, well, okay, what are the steps to getting to that goal? What are the goals within the goal, right? And I help coach them to figure that out. And I am often the catalyst to say, okay, let's delegate this here. Let's delegate that there. We're going to put it into action. And then other people are doing the actions. How do you keep track of it all? Do you have like a a task management software that you put all this into or is it goes into the ether or does it get written on one doc? How does it, I don't know how you do it. Well, so organization is a passion of mine. (laughs) I believe organization is a, you know, you either love it or you hate it. Um, So I will say, I'm going to blame my kids again. Before I had kids, I was even more organized than I am now. After having kids, it's interesting because I'm organized in different ways because I've had to be, right, as a mm. mom. But then in other ways, I'm just like, you know, that's that's going to, that ball is going to get dropped and we're just going to let it drop. But as far as organizing my tasks, I have a few kind of strategies. So I'm a paper and pencil person, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> I love technology, um, but I also... I write it down. So I, a few things. I have a running to-do list that has different categories, right? Healthcare location, spa location, wellness center creators, home, like different categories. And so I'll have a running to-do list of kind of bigger tasks that are under that. And the way that I decide what to do when, and I think I've talked about the current schedule, ideal schedule exercise before on the podcast, but it's a good one. It's worth repeating. So Pat or current schedule, ideal schedule is about visioning of workflow and schedule for your week that you want that actually works with your life. And part of that is time blocking and deciding what you're doing going to be doing at those different time blocks. So the way that you would work on that is you take your current schedule, you write out all seven days of the week and what you typically are doing at each of the hours. 
Then you take a look at the current schedule and make a list of the things that are not serving you. What's depleting you? What don't you want to be doing anymore? What do you want to still be doing? And what are the things that are, you know, non-negotiable, right? You're picking up your kids every day at three o'clock. You're going to keep doing that. So that's going to stay on the schedule. The ideal schedule, you're going to write out your seven days. You're going to think about my your list over here of the things that are not serving you. And don't put those on your ideal schedule because they're not ideal. So you're going to make your ideal schedule and think about, okay, how many clients, patients do I want to be seeing? Which days do I want to see them? And as the owner of the business, there has to be time to work on the business and it needs to be more than you think. So people ask me like, what's the percentage? It depends on your business, but I typically I would say 70, 30, right? 30% of you working on the business. 70 work seeing patients, 30 working on the business. Okay. And it depends as you're growing, you know, then that's going to flip-flop eventually, right? But it depends on where you're at in your business. So you're thinking about, okay, how much time do I need to be working on my business and do I want to weave that into every single day or do I want to put it on a whole day at the end of the week or whatever it is. So, once you have that, Long story short, then you can look at your to-do list and say, okay, got my week coming up. Here are my time blocks for my admin time. I've got my to-do list. Now I'm going to decide what am I going to work on on each day. To answer your question that you actually asked me, (laughs) (laughs) I like to use Sunday mornings Mm -hmm. to plan out my week my work week, and I mean my whole week of my home life as well, of what is happening each day and what what am I going to be working on each day. So I take time and I write it out and I physically write it with a pen and paper for each day. I have a, a notepad, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you I have write a different notepad for each day? Well, a piece of paper. For okay. each day. Yep. Okay. I, I do use, a, I use paper. I'm sorry. <laughs> I suspect that you've spent many hours in a stationery store. I, I, I love a good stationery mm. for mm. sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have that in front of me, right? I have my schedule. I use a paper planner. I also use an electronic health record and calendar and all the things. I use a lot of Google Docs and all the electronic stuff, but I like to have each day written out in front of me so that I know what I'm working on that day. And I don't have to worry about what's on the list for the next day. Hmm. So that that's my general strategy. The other thing that I do, and I was just telling a client about that this this morning, is that in Gmail, you can schedule send yourself emails. And so I learned along the way, where's the place that I'm, I look often? my email. So I'm not going to forget it if it's in my email. So I have a practice of schedule sending myself email reminders about specific tasks that I want to do on that specific day. So let's say it's Monday, something comes up, employee has a request, and I'm looking at it going, okay, I don't have time for that today, but I can do it on Thursday when I have my time blocked out. So I'm going to 
schedule send myself that email for Thursday morning so that it's not sitting in my inbox unread. Because I imagine that would that wouldn't feel very good for you, Kendall. For it? my own personality, yeah. it doesn't feel good to have it sitting in front of me. You don't have 22,000 emails unread, do you? No, I do not. But people on my <laughs> team do. <laughs> yes. I'm sure there are a lot of us out there. It's a certain type. Yeah. Yeah. So mind. the the whole the current schedule ideal schedule is about figuring out the flow that works for you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I imagine that 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 4:30 in the morning isn't going to work for everybody, but it works for you. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so Kendall, you've been doing the podcast for how long now? A year and a half. I mean, it'll be actually, it'll be two years in April. So more than a year. Two years for now. Yeah. 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 What, what have you learned? What themes constantly come Mm. up? I love the podcast so much. I love, you know, I'm a therapist, so I like interviewing people. I like hearing people's stories and I love witnessing the themes that are across they're across states, they're across countries, they're across all the things, right? That show up at the same time, the same place. And the same thing happens, right? I'm sure the same thing happens to you as an acupuncturist, but as a psychotherapist, right? There was always themes of clients, right? They would come in multiple clients in the same period of time with the same presenting issues. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was always curious to me because it's representative of what's going on in the community and what's going on in the world. And I always found it quite comforting actually, because we're more the same than we are different. And it was just always that reminder. And I find the same thing with wellness center creators and the podcast and clinic owners Mm -hmm. is that there's themes coming up that everyone is dealing with in their clinics or their wellness businesses. And it's indicative of the community and the world and the state of things. And so mm-hmm. I feel so connected in doing the podcast, right? Cause it's, mm-hmm. and in coaching, right? It's someone up in Canada and someone, you know, down in the States in Florida are having the same feelings as Mm -hmm. clinic owners. They're having the Mm -hmm. same issues with hiring. They're having the same fears, right? Uh, So I find that comforting and I find that connecting. And I get to learn a lot, you know, in interviewing people too. I get to learn how other clinic owners organize themselves and new creative ideas for meetings and things like that, which I just find so valuable. And so, yeah, there's so much, so much good about it. I just love doing it. Well, thank you for doing it. And and thank you for agreeing to be the guest today. I have a whole sheets of questions still to ask you, but I think that maybe asking our listeners to write in and let us know of their questions, if you'd be open to having 
more questions thrown at you sometime, Kendra. Yeah. So yeah, send us in your questions. You can send us a message on Instagram at Wellness Center Creators or Facebook. You can always email me, Kendall at wellnesscentercreators.com. Email me your question and I'll answer it on the air. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much. You've been incredible. Thank you, Anna. This was so fun. It really was. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.